Hello and welcome to The Green Machine. We're live and we're sexy. I'm Dev, your host, joined as always by Martin. No Nick, two weeks running. Martin, what is Nick up at? He doesn't love the machine. I can't even speak. It's so hot, isn't it? It's hotter than a Davy Dunn date. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is absolutely boiling. And so if we're not, if my camera just malfunctions you know what's happened here anyway um but yeah thank you for joining us if you are if you if your camera and your internet hasn't uh, completely shut down as always not only are we live we are interactive so we want to hear from you have you say leave your comment and get involved talk ask us a question i don't care give us abuse <laughs> <laughs> I do care. martin cares i, do, I don't especially if it's directed at martin um, so we, you know, bit of a quiet week this week, obviously, Ooh, with uh, no matches on, <laughs> literally. But it was one. We'll talk about that later on. But it wasn't exactly a, a professional game. But um, bit of a quiet week, Martin. Not a lot going on. You do have a bit of news for us coming up, don't you, with the tickets? So, uh, you know, if if you want your tickets, sort of talk to uh, Martin the Greek over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ticket news, yeah, just from the FAI, a little bit of stuff, yeah. A little so. bit of stuff. So we'll get to that. It's just mostly a bit of transfer news and, and all that stuff. And of course, we have our this, well, it's not really this week back in the day, but uh, we do obviously have a little retro throwback and a bit of a tribute to um the late great Jack Turton, who we lost on this day yesterday, two years ago. It was the second anniversary of the legend himself, uh Jack Charlton. So uh, you know, we'll have a usual tribute for that. Anyway. Let's get into it, Martin. Let's have a look. Let's see what we're doing with our boys in green. I think there's only one place really to start, and that is the, well, the rumour around Mr. Nathan Collins. Where will he end up? Will he be the most expensive Irish player of all time? All these things going around. Remember his goal against the Ukraine um, in Woolwich. Not Lods, Woj. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and obviously Martin has been a lot of speculation going around. So here's the latest one. Uh, this is Gordon Kenny's kids, and, and it's around the place as well, that apparently Wolves are very close to signing him uh, for a fee in the region of £20.5 million. Pounds. Um, everything's going really well. It probably is going to get over the line uh, more than likely. It seems to be everywhere. Wouldn't be the worst move in the world, would it? For it wouldn't be. Players? No, no, it's it's not a bad move. He's got to be playing in the Premiership, Premier League, um, and I'm I'm, I'm pleased that he'll get that move. I'm gonna be a bit skeptical whether it could be Wolves. Though I'd be very surprised if someone doesn't let them. What seems to be happening this transfer window, or the, the rumours we're hearing, is clubs are there's a lead club in most negotiations and other teams are coming in and trying to torpedo out, out the water, basically. I'll give you a bit of a war analogy there, David. I know you like that. Um, and uh, I'll have the wink as well. Um, that was a wink. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but for those of you listening on the audio version of this, which will be coming up straight afterwards, uh, Nick, Nick will do that, I'm sure. At some stage, since he's kind of been on the live one, he might as well edit the recorded one. Uh, this will be available on the... On the uh, on the uh, podcast site as well. So sorry, Martin, I've been yeah, Sorry, yeah, he he was winking at me there. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if someone doesn't come in late with a bid here to match the Wolves and have a look at, at this. You know, twenty point five million. It's a fantastic uh, deal, I think, getting him in there because I think potentially he he can go right to the top. And I think I can't believe like a bigger club isn't going to take a punt at him for that kind of money. Twenty point five million, like Man United. I mean, look, that's I'm a Man United fan, but I'm a, like, I can't see any hesitation in like even Arsenal or something having a look at him and thinking, you know, the likes of Newcastle as well. A bigger club than Wolves could possibly come in there for him. Do you not think though that you, you don't really want him to go to a mid-table club? I don't know. Okay, Wolves are a mid-table. Sorry, not, that's not mm. a good start. I know what you're saying, but he needs to be playing week in, week out. So. Yeah. He's not gonna yeah, so he will. Yeah, so he will do that with Wolves. He will do that with Wolves, yeah. and I think um, so. That wouldn't be a bad move. But you know, I could I could see him. All right, maybe not Newcastle because of you know where they kind of want to go as a club. They're going to probably want to bring in big names soon with their owners and stuff like that. The structure of how they go. But you know, I, I could just see another team, perhaps at the Wolves kind of level, coming in there and saying, 
look, we're actually going to take a pump that you hit. Like a Leicester could easily come in there, couldn't they, for him? Would be no problem for me, I think. I would have. I really wanted a Leicester uh, coming in there because obviously Brendan Rodgers is a great coach and, you know, he he, he plays the style of football he likes, doesn't he? Ball playing centre half. Uh, you know, but, but then Wolves as well. I mean, Wolves are very, they do have a very good side. I think they suffer, they've suffered a bit, obviously, with the European football. And they've gone back a bit and they have sold some of the best players. Obviously, Matt Doherty, the Spurs, for example. Um, but then another example would be Matt Doherty, the Spurs. You know, mm. Spurs are a top four team, aren't they? Yeah, yeah literally. They are, yeah. You know, so uh, I think it's good because I would like to see Nathan Collins basically use this club as a stepping stone. Sorry to any That's Wolves it. fans out yeah. there and the whole three Wolves fans that are in Ireland. You know, I, I apologize <laughs> to you all. Um, oh, come on, let's be honest, not many out there, is there? I'm sure, I'm sure it's a rat. They're gonna fucking tell me in a minute. But you know, you, you, you want him to use it as a stepping stone, you don't want him at a club where he goes, Oh, this is cozy, and then yeah. you know, he, he does like a Seamus Coleman and stuck at some tiny little club for a few years. You know, you don't, don't really want that. Yeah, I, th- I think a key point with this as well, and it's what I use when I talk about the goalkeepers, they need to be playing, and he does need to play. You think of the competition for center back, center halves for our team. Um, at the moment, there's a lot of competition. Omar Bamadeli down at Norwich. Um, obviously, Shane Duffy. Look, he's got to obviously have a look at Shane Duffy's career and see what happened there because didn't play enough. Then, at, um, you know, he didn't, didn't didn't play enough. Got released then off to to Celtic and stuff. So he he really does need to think about this move quite cleverly that he's going to be playing a lot. Just looking at some of the comments here, Jerry Murray. Hello, Jerry. How are you doing? We've got a few. Don't worry, we'll read the rest of your comments. Out. We're gonna we're gonna try something different. We're gonna keep. We're gonna have a look at some of the comments that are specific to each conversation. So if I make a balls of it, you understand. I do apologize. We are learning. Um, but Jerry Murray says he'd be better at United than Batch Loaf Head for <laughs> The captain, the captain of Man United, announced think, today. Oh Jesus because, Christ! Yeah. You're yeah, not anyway. You, just a, just just a little segue to, to club football. I know we try to avoid it unless we're talking about Irish players. You know, as a United fan, God love you. Are you not incredibly worried about how Man United are conducting their business? It's a bit shit, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a complete mess of a club, though, isn't it? So that's <laughs> it. Like, no, I'll, be, I'll be honest, it is. And, and um, you know, like, can't get any of these deals across the, the line. And why is that? They're trying. To, I can't see who they're trying to move out. And they've, they're obviously going off on tour now playing that little side. From Merseyside tomorrow. Um, Everton, is it? No, it's not. No. Uh, well, the, the team still obsessed with Man United. They've been shite for ten years. Still mentioned them in the press conference. Klopp, first thing he said. Tram Ro- um, Rovers, was it? That's it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll see how that goes tomorrow. That, it's a, it's a very lad. strange one. It's a very strange one. Anyway, we're here to wear Irish football. All right. Come, come, all right. I, I, I'll have the last one. It comes from the lad who, like, when Liverpool are playing, go fucking sends an essay on Twitter over there. But you can see it at, you know, at Prendy M. Anyway, no Prendy <laughs> Rebel because Nick's not on. You can never get it right. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. Just, just you know, the final word on it is United are a joke. But anyway. So yeah, so see what you've done, Jerry. You've just you started a row. It's the heat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's have a look. Uh, Graham Farrell, Leicester. Brendan Rodgers will ruin him. His teams can't defend. The year we Liverpool challenged for the prime, we could see the fifty goals. Yes, but we yeah, scored I fifty-two. It. I enjoyed that year. <laughs> Did you? Mm, minor slip, I think, wasn't there? Anyway. We're not going to talk about that club football. Let's get on with this. I've been enjoying. That's, <laughs> well, you know what? Man? I've been enjoying the last nine years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Um, let's see. Uh, Greg Farrell. Uh, Wolves will be a decent move for him. Slotting him beside Cody in the back three. Kenny will be pleased. He loves the back three. Josh Cullen to Barney from Analek is a surprise. Oh no, Graham! You've you've spoiler alerts. Yeah, We're going to talk about that later. Fuck's sake. Uh, for Analek is a surprise. Why give up a tough like club for the championship? Well, I suppose it's home <laughs> for him. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Let's all right. Fuck it. Cats out of the bag. Let's talk. Let's talk about um, Josh Cullen. Let's have a little look at him there. So Josh Cullen, basically, we think he's going to go to Burnley. I think everyone thinks he's going to go to Burnley. He's linked, feet believe, uh, believed to be in the region of three, three and a half million euros. Uh, left the training camp for a medical today. Don't know how that's gone. Uh, and if he does move, he will link back up with Vincent Company, who started him in every single league match uh, for Anderlecht last season. 
Um, he's given up potential Europe. Well, he's given up European football to go back to Burnley to go back to England and uh, play in the Championship. Is this the case? Is this loyalty to the manager? Is this a better career move? What do you make of this one, Matt? Uh, yeah, is is it money? It's it's. I think it's a combination of both. Obviously, um, the company thing's massive. I think we've seen some videos. I've seen some viral videos of a company in the dressing room. The kind of standards he sets. I, I can imagine being in there. Um, you know, he's a proper leader, wasn't he, Vincent Company? Um, and I, I think it would just inspire you to play for him. He, he seems to be maybe a coach going places. He's got his move now to the Premier uh, to the Championship, probably with the role, you know, the challenge of getting them up. So, um, they will, I think Burnley will be strong enough to come back up. There's no obviously guarantee on that. The Championship is very, very competitive, mm. but I think, um, He's obviously set a marker straight away that out of all his squad over there, you know, managers do raid their previous clubs. Um, he's bringing Josh Cullen back basically into English football, and um, he's going to build that team around him like the defensive setup. He, he'll know the qualities of a defensive midfielder. Loved him obviously in Anderlecht and played him all the time. Probably one of his best players. So he's thinking, I'm bringing you with me because I know what I'm going to get with you. You'll get me out of that division because he will set his stone on that defensive kind of profile that he's got. Um, and I do a sound job but financially for Josh Cullen. Got to be more money, I'd imagine, than Anderlecht. So it's a good move. He's 26, I think. So, um, again, it could be a stepping stone. You know, he can come straight back up into Premier League, having a brilliant season in the Championship with Burnley, um, or he's on the his profile's going to be there to throw all to see um, and, and perhaps get a move. You know, he probably wants to be back in England, to be honest, if his manager's yeah. gone. I, I think that's a bit of that, isn't it? I think it's, you know, it's probably a bit I mean, he's just He's just got engaged as well, I think. And um, he's so family, going to be a family man, probably settling down. So that, that's an important kind of thing, a little bit of kind of a solid base behind you and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's important. I, yeah, I mean, it's a tough one for me. I can't, can he cut it in the Premier League? Can he cut it in the Championship? I don't know oh, he definitely good. can. He definitely can in the championship. I, I think he can. Okay. I, you know, and, and this is gonna. It'd be bad. Look, Glenn Whelan went down divisions. I know he went down a lot of divisions, but you know, he's an incredible different. player, Josh Allen. I think, and and I think he's different he's, type of midfield that role though. as well. He is, yeah. But that that role though, I think it suits him very well, and I think he, I think he will do well. I think he I, will do well there. I don't know. He has to adapt. He, he, I don't think he can go in there. I haven't. I've never watched him play for Andalect. I'll be completely honest about that. I've only ever watched them for Ireland. Now, obviously, our uh, international football is a slower uh, standard of football because, obviously, the players aren't together as much as, you know, they are. So, it will be a lot slower. The highest level of football, they, they reckon, or used to be back in the day. The, the thing issue I have with Josh Cullen is his distribution. He's that sort. He's that sitting midfielder, and he has to, you know, he's in charge of distribution from, this, from the midfield. He's got the two lads in front of him. I think his distribution needs to be worked at are looked at and worked on and i think he needs to get quicker and i think that is why uh Moyes never gave him a chance at west ham because that distribution just was not fast enough so i do think he needs to work on that personally that that's just a preference and that you know uh sorry that's just an opinion yeah, um i think in, in, that. in that role though i think you you evolve of your understanding of the game a lot as, as you get older you think of like like former wingers, like you, I even think of like John Barnes, Ryan Giggs went from being out and out wingers to coming into centre midfield and running the game. I think it's a it's a role you can definitely mature into with your understanding of the game. And I think he's only going to get better. He's going to be approaching his peak years now, um, and I think he's going to be a key player for us anyway, Ireland. And it's it's a clever move from him because I think he's going with a manager um, who has a lot of faith in him and will play him week in week out. That's what we've seen him do. He's going to do the same at Burnley. He'll build that team around him, defensively around him. He'll build that. He'll be the one to sit in front of that back four or whatever way he goes and, and away you go, basically. Just just got some really good comments here um, just about that. Daryl O'Connor, poor move for Cullen. I'd stick with Anlecht for me. Uh, Jerry Marney, very good player. Cullen, he is a good player. He does a job for Ireland, but as I said, I just think his distribution is a little bit slow. Graham Farrell, yeah, agree. He's very good as a deep line midfielder. I think he should wait and get some European experience this season and then maybe come back. Burnley are a mess financially and with players leaving. We were just talking about Nathan Collins there and Declan Finnegan. Uh, championship midfield is a battlefield, very physical and not a lot of time in the ball. Exactly it. 
Declan would know because he goes and watches QPR. Yeah, week, and, and week that's out, so. And that just sort of emphasizes my fears there with uh, but listen, he might adapt to it and it might make him a better player, more hard and more physical, you know, and quicker. Sorry, Martin, you were going to say something there. I can't remember what I was going to say. Ah, uh, must have been a lie. <laughs> must have been a lie. And Graham, Graham Farrell, every time I hear I watch this, Martin mentions he does, Graham, doesn't he? He just can't, he can't help himself, Graham, can he? <laughs> I Liverpool didn't bring it up. Time. I didn't bring you up. I mean, I never. You know, I look I forward never, to you listening back and seeing that I never brought. I them up. never mention it every week. Man, just has to have a I go. I got has asked. To, has to have a nibble. Okay. Typically, United fan. <laughs> God Almighty! You haven't United, got your. I'm a, United, I'm a United Island fan. Reading. Oh, oh, playing words there, eh? Yeah, playing words. How are they getting on in the women's Euros, Northern Ireland? They lost, didn't they? Is that two out of two? Yeah. Nick Paul didn't mention them. I mean, we have done. I'll tell you. <laughs> what what good can come from that, Nick? Bless him. He, I he... had to look up. They've got a hashtag. And I, I know this sounds really perfect. And I do kind of follow. Well, I, I feel like I do follow the women, the Irish national team, women's team, and what yeah. goes on with them and stuff. Um, but I had to look up Gawa, G-A-W-A hashtag, which is Green and White Army. Basically, that that's what the hashtag was for Northern Ireland. I actually look, had to look that up though, and I'm probably a little bit embarrassed thinking of that now. How simple it was, but um, yeah, I think they had a good good day out. They seem to be it seems to be quite a good tournament that that uh, mm. women's Euros. But I get I think we're seeing like some absolute thrashings going on now, and I'd be cricket scores competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How <laughs> There is, I think, Norway. Norway won the other night, and then they've been seventeen nine nil. Then they've been hammered tonight. So it's crazy, crazy tournament. If uh, you, you know, what? yeah, England, England women are beating Norway women seven nil. Right? England are beating Norway seven nil. Yeah, in, and... in, they're just going to get to the final, the semis, aren't they? And then America wins it. That America can't win it, can they? It's the Euros. Oh yeah, fucking. They'll find a way, Martin. They'll find a way. Oh, so no, sorry. Northern Norway women beat Northern Ireland women four-one last week, and then they lost tonight two-nil. But Norway women are being beaten by England seven-nil. That just shows you the different levels of of, of women's football. Sadly, um, and I, you know, I, I kind of do. I, I've been watching a lot more of the Irish women's football, um, seeing how they're getting on. They're doing very, very well under Vera Powell. Um, they're improving, yeah and, yeah. and we've got that big game coming up with Finland soon as well. So, yeah, what, like ne- next game, Finland, no date or uh, uh yeah, <laughs> no date, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. I always find it funny though, especially uh, when Northern Ireland is like, green and white army, like no mention of orange there, considering you know. <laughs> Special day for that for those lads there tomorrow. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, move, <clears throat> moving on. Yeah, we better move on. We better move on. They'll be coming after us next. Um, Jason Knight uh, linked with Weather Bremen of the Bundesliga Deutsche Bahn, uh, age twenty-one. Uh, they want a huge fee derby, of course, because they're bankrupt. Uh, Bremen have just recently been promoted back to the Bundesliga. That's a bit out of left field, really, isn't it? It is really, but I mean, he's one of them players. A lot of our younger players are on the profile now, with, with um, you know, on the radar. Sorry, of you know, it's Italy, Italian teams, uh, Spanish teams, things like that. They are looking at young Irish footballers, and he he would have quite a high profile in the sense that done very well with Ireland when he's come on. You know, I think back to the Luxembourg game um, away when he was brilliant when he came on, changed the game completely. Yeah. Um, you know, he Wayne Rooney as well with his profile and speaking so highly of him when as the manager. I think that would actually stand him in good stead as well. But I don't know. He's twenty one. I can. I think he needs to get out of Derby and he's got to get in another Championship side. Or well, he's got to play, hasn't he? He's definitely got to play. That that's he's he's another one now. You think Stephen Kenny? For me, I, I think after Luxembourg away game, I was thinking, God, he he really loves him. He made the game absolutely changed the game. He's going to be like one of the start first names on the the lit on the team yeah. sheet, um, but he wasn't then. So he needs to kind of get a good run of games now, get more experience, and and really hit the ground running again when he gets back. Absolutely. Just want to say hello to Nikki who's watching, another fan of the podcast. There, 
Oh, Jesus. Um, let's go. Just a comments coming in there. Uh, Jerry, Marry Morons Day tomorrow. What could you mean? I actually meant to click on uh, this comment here. Graham Farrell, Jason Knight Brown would be class. Both time our best players get moves broad. think he could do really well over there. Um, yeah, he could. I mean, as Martin said there, like he's a quality player. I mean, could you imagine him playing League One, Martin? That's just not on. No, he can't be playing League One. It's got to be a championship. But like, I think if he goes to Premier League at 21, he, he might not get regular games. I think that's what he needs to um, needs to do, basically. So a championship might be the one for him. But then again, like, I mean, Declan made a fantastic point there earlier. For a very clever technical player like him, it will be a lot quicker in the championship. Cut and thrust a bit might not suit his game. You know, it's a results business even more in that championship. Like, you grind out results. You, it's very, very physically competitive. You know, very, you know, you know, teams beat each other week in, week out, and stuff like that. You know, you can't really predict results. It's such a leveler, and I think where a lot of managers will grind out the result, they might not have room for a kind of luxury player, a technical player like that, a clever kind of player. Whereas, you know, I, I think Josh Cullen could do well in 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 that level. Um, and you know, be a bit more battle hardened to it, whereas Jason Knight might be perceived as a, a bit of a luxury player coming in there. And then, even if he's in the Premier League, I can't see him playing enough and starting games. I don't think he's got that about him yet. He's only 21, so it, it's all for him to happen what he wants to do. But he's got to get out of there, hasn't he? Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> have him washing the kit, have him probably cooking the food. <laughs> yeah. That's or that fucking broke. <laughs> you know, I was looking, I was going through some of the archives today, um, you know, which I'm organizing now and going to start like getting more of these cool old photographs. Out. And it was a picture of like Niall Quinn, a man city, and he's there like ironing the shirts. And I thought that'd be Jason Knight, <laughs> fucking ironing the shirts and cooking the food. <laughs> Interesting, you say, just brought up Niall Quinn. We should have had this as one of our social media watch where he name drops the dog and duck in Winchmore Hill, which is my local. As being back, back in the day where he would uh, be, be in London and after training, he would end up in there for a few pints after kind of the Tuesday sessions with Arsenal. He'd end up going back in the evening to the Dog and Duck and then hit the Gouty Moor and the National and stuff. So uh, had a good old time now around here, to be well, honest. Yeah, you should have sent that to me. Martin, I should because... have. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put... No, I'm fucking saying it to me now when we're live. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You see when I'm working with people, like, you know, the other fella doesn't care. Martin's fucking withholding information <laughs> from me. Uh, so you see, Nick's not here and all goes to shit. That's what happens. <laughs> um, Christ. Anyway, right, moving, <laughs> moving on. Uh, it always sends it to a bit of a farce in you and I, Ron. Um, <laughs> speaking of a farce, Korea. So we've got uh, Spurs are over in Korea. That's another farce. And we have the three Irish lads there, Troy Parrish, Matt Doherty, and what's the other lad's name, Martin? Oh, God, I don't know. Early? No, I don't even know. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm I'm geared up to talk about something else with this, which I'm quite keen to talk about, and I, I, I don't even know. Do you Sorry. know what? I, That's really poor. That but is no, shocking. I... <laughs> I didn't even think that, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, and I wouldn't mind. I've been chatting to my mate who's a Spurs fan all day and kind of, well, I'm actually going to see the under-21s of Spurs tomorrow. And I was saying, which Irish players will will possibly be there and stuff? And I didn't even think about it, to be fair. Keely, sorry. I knew it was ends in EY. There you go, Keely. Keely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know what? Finger I, in the pulse. <laughs> I had his name written down on a thing and I, I deleted it. And I was like, shit. And I thought, shit, Martin, oh, you'll know. Does. And didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we are having an absolute cracking time here tonight. <sighs> Off the yeah. ball, are just going to be knocking down my door. Fucking <laughs> hell. But uh, yeah, he has signed from St. Pat's anyway, and he's done very well, young goalkeeper there. Now, chances of getting into the first team are obviously going to be quite slim, mm. but he, they, you know, Conte, he does want the lads over there. I mean, he wants Troy Parrott over there, especially. Uh, the fittest man in the Spurs team, uh, apparently, in pre I mean, he hasn't had a pre Yeah. I He's had a pre Well, he has had a preseason, hasn't he? He's just played. Yeah. This this was the point I wanted to make. I know, like, like I think we make too much of this preseason stuff, and they didn't have a preseason and stuff like that. These are professional footballers at the end of the day, and they... Oh, here we go. Um, 
sorry, Dave's just putting on his lanyard for the for yeah. the listeners. Um, for the for the the listeners who can't see this, um, mm. very poor of him not to have that on. No, my my point on that is like we make such a thing of pre-season, and you know I don't want to bring about Man United and stuff, but like people talk about our. Oh, Rashford looks so fit and so toned and they've all been doing their like little home motivational physical workout videos and stuff like that. It's, it's just PR bullshit, isn't it, really, to be honest. And, yeah. you know, even today we're talking about the fact that in Korea, you know, they did a 4.5 kilometre run after the game where in really humid conditions and players were dropping out of it and all the talk of it is who's the fittest player and it's apparently Troy Parrott. But, you know, these are professional athletes getting paid thousands of pounds to be in that condition and like it's brilliant for troy that he's showing you know we, we had i had seen videos of him that he was back there and he was doing very very well and and had kind of come back a week earlier i believe uh to training um because he really wants to give it a go at tottenham which is rightly so um, yeah but i think you know he, he's in peak condition he's just finished playing with ireland a month ago so he's had his little break they're not slobbing on the beach and pissing it up flat out now as they used to and just coming back a stone or two overweight um they're, like they're are, yeah but they're professional athletes now and you know and they're, they're knowing that god if they come back in that condition they're gonna be in you know they're just not gonna get a chance so it's in their interests professionally to come back the right way um very <laughs> man united patch yeah. loaf and mcguire is having his pre-season in brennan's bakery <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But um, like, so I, I think, yeah. it, look, commended him for it. Fantastic. Fantastic. He's on the tour as well. The other thing I'd say about that is like, we're, we're getting these like PR videos now. The football's changed so much. I'm sounding really old now saying this, but you know, preseason wow. used to be about, you know, the new kit. You'd only get to see the new kit because the team photo would be taken. And, you know, that, that was the kind of launch of the kit. Look how special it's done now. Or it's, or even a, a player staying. There's a, like a video to, to it. And it, it's brilliant. It's lovely for the kind of younger generation. It's not my cup of tea, to be honest. But, um, you know, love seeing some of it. But, you know, videos of them on the plane, video diaries of players and stuff. And it, it's brilliant because it's really, really analysed as well, though. Yeah. It, it, it makes me laugh some of it. I think there was one thing people were talking about. There was one with Matt Doherty on it and he's kind of stroking his goatee beard and people are saying, what do you think about the goatee beard? I'm thinking, that was absurd. I'm more focused on when is he playing football and what he does then. You know, is he back from injuries? Well, I want to know. He obviously yeah. is because he's back there training. But, you know, that's what I'm saying about their, their pre-season uh, fitness regimes and stuff. These players, when they come back from injury, they're all they're all on individual and team kind of conditioning programmes. That's it. You know, so players dropping out. People are reading into it. Oh, who's the last lad running there and stuff? Well, he could be told he's only got to do four of them rather than the rest of them run to your drop, basically. Um, so, yeah, it's just well, my little gripe. Well, there you go, Martin, having uh, a right old fucking moan there about modern football. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, on our next Island away trip, I want someone follow me around with a video. I'm going to do a video diary from me going through Stansted Airport to landed in Dublin, and then then you go see that. I don't think that's entertaining. Looking on it, looking on the news, son, you won't be on fucking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Day 49 in Heathrow Airport. <laughs> I just want to, they won't even let me out. I just want to go across the fucking road. Um, yeah, I mean, although good news about Tripart, let, let's be honest, I do think. He has developed as a player. Um, according to, to a friend of mine, says that he would look good in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, yeah, fair. Uh, but basically, um, yeah, look, he, he has developed as a player. And, you know, at Ipswich, it didn't really work out from uh, MK Dons. Like, he really developed as a player in League One. He, he was, you know, he's a his build up play, his development, excellent. he's done really well for Ireland too. So he is coming along. He's probably still a couple of years away from starting at Tottenham or making a real go at it. It's Tottenham, isn't it? They need results. They need them yesterday. That's just unfortunate cutthroat nature of football. But he is turning into a player. Rumour has it that I read in one of the comments there that North City, he might be going on loan there in the championship. Do you think he's ready to have a, a go in the championship? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. Yeah. I I, so. Again, I think hopefully at a club that understands the role he plays, though, because he, he doesn't always play the most focal part of the forward line. He can drop in deep. He can go out and left a little bit as well. So very clever player. Um, 
and it, it's not necessarily a case of him having to score goals because he does a lot of assists. That's what he did last year with MK Dons. Technically, very, very good. I think, though, yeah, it's a very important move for him to get a lot yeah. of game time because he's going to be in the island squad, let's be honest. Kenny loves him. But you've got to remember, he gave him a minute, didn't he, in one game, and then that made him hungry for the next game. And he, I know he scored the winner then, but um, it, it's how he's used. You've got to remember, it's not that long ago that Kenny went with him, didn't he, up front with Adam Ida in, in one of the early games, and it didn't really work yeah. out. But no, he's, he's, he's definitely one. He's going to be in our squads. Just needs to play now and learn the, the, kind of his trade properly. And again, the competitive level, you know, he'll get kicked the shit out of uh, in the championship. You know, he'll be coming up against John Egan and Omar Bamadeli. They're not going to let him away with anything and stuff. They'll know his game and stuff. So he's got to be clever and adapt. It's, it's not a bad thing. I think it would be a big challenge for him. Absolutely. Let's move it on. So um, another rumor. Well, actually, it's not a rumor. Well, I think it's been done, actually. It's about to be done. Yeah. Kieran Clark going to Sheffield United. Do you know what? I was again. <laughs> this is why Nick's not on. Yeah, I know, up. right? And his boy. Because <laughs> the only time we're ever going to fucking talk about him because he won't be playing for Ireland anytime soon. Um, you know, yeah, Kieran Clark, I mean, Newcastle, you know, uh, Zinedan, Zidane Hendrick, as Jerry likes to call him. Uh, you know, he's... He won't be playing at Newcastle. They're they're looking to move to the next couple of levels, aren't they? Really, so they're yeah. gonna get rid of the. And, and I don't mean to, you know, Clark's a good pro. You know, he is a good pro. He's a good player. He's a good lad. But they obviously want to move on to the next level, so they're gonna be yeah. carrying a lot of these lads out. You know, um. So yeah, sorry, Nick, you're not on, son. Tough luck. Um, <laughs> let's have a little look now. <laughs> Here's a funny thing, right? So this happened a couple of weeks ago and Nick wasn't on and he wanted to talk about it this week. And this involves Jake Clark Salter. And of course, Nick's not on again this week. <laughs> and I wanted to... So basically, this lad, Jake Clark Salter, right? He won the Youth uh, World... Sorry, the Under-17s World Cup with England. I think it was uh, back in 2017. Or sorry, the Under-20s World Cup in England in 2017. And, you know, now he realises that he's Irish. Imagine that. Just out of out of thin air. Mm. Now he's a center back and he's at QPR. Now Martin um now obviously Declan Finnegan, if you're watching, I'm sure you are, you know about this lad. You know you know what he's about. You watch him at uh, QPR. So if you've got a comment, do let us know. And if anyone else there has a comment about this, because we want to get your opinion on this. So here's a guy. I was I mean, there he is in an England short. I actually purposely put that picture up to wind Nick up. And uh, <laughs> it didn't work because <laughs> he's not on. Anyway, so look, here's I'm going to read out. This is what he said. This was an interview with The Athletic, right? And you can see the comments up there if you're watching. So Jake Clark Salter says, my, grand, my grandma was born in Ireland and all those on my mum's side are pretty much Irish. So I qualify for Ireland as well. I haven't told anyone in the game that before. You were the first, he told The Athletic. Imagine that. That's, that's the first he's, he's letting people know about that <laughs> in an interview that's going to be published. There you go. Uh, I would be able to it, yes. It is international football, so I want to play. I just have to keep doing my thing on the pitch, and if Arnold come calling, then me and my family will have a conversation. They, his family, have always supported me when I play for England, uh, for, for the younger England age groups, but they encourage me to play for Ireland now too. Why is that, Jake? <laughs> when you're a kid, you dream of playing in European Championships or World Cup. I've done it at youth level, so it's only natural for me to want to do it senior level as well. Is he doing anything that other English, certain other English-born Irish players have done? Is, sorry, is he doing something that they haven't done, although he's just doing it honestly and out in the open, and he's basically saying what they've done? If, I'm not, I'm not describing that very well, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like he, yeah. he just seems to be really open about it, and that seems to be a conversation that a lot of English players. Born. Yeah, I mean, I've, look, I've not read the full interview and why. Yeah. I don't, I've never really heard of him, to be honest. Um, why he's chosen to have an interview with the Athletic, I don't know if there's anything else, the context of that, that I might be missing. I'll have to catch up on that, to be honest. But um, <laughs> I think... Um, <laughs> His granny was an Irish wall. I'm going to Jerry Man. sorry. <laughs> I think um, the, the thing with this kind of situation, look, it's, it's the rules that are the, failure, the problem with this, for me anyway. I think if you're... I think up to a certain stage, I think you... 
you should have to, when you sign your first pro contract or after the age of 17, basically, you have to declare which country your ambition is to play with. So I can understand some players going through the underage ranks in England who are kind of dual nationality in a, in a, in a way, or they qualify for Wales or Ireland, whoever it may be. Um, and you've got to remember African countries as well with the kind of demographic of England, especially now. Um, so I think... I think though where it comes to a point is you can play on the race for anybody, but I think when it comes to a stage that where the qualifiers and it means a bit more, and, and I think as well when you qualify and play in a tournament and you're part of that of the squad, you should have to say, look, I am playing for that. I declare for that country. That's how I see it. Because that should then be your ambition to go forward in your career. Like he, he's not come through as a professional footballer and thinking I'm a, I've got a contract and I've made it now once I'm at QPR. He's obviously thinking, I want to go as high as possible club-wise. Same thing as international. If you play for England or Ireland at underage level, up to a certain point, your aim should be qualifying at senior level, under-21 level, senior level then at for the Euros and the World Cup. Okay, that, that should be it. Um, Nations League as well, if you want to add that in there. Um, or the USA Cup, if we want to go down that route again. <laughs> but I think that's what it should be. It, it should be. And I think after a certain while, you have to declare... Um, so I, I'm not comfortable with this kind of situation. But look, it's a manipulation and, and abuse of the rules because they're there to, mm. to, to have that. I mean, we've got so many players who, even now, like I just don't get it as well that you can play friendly. It's a Declan Rice situation. You know, you can use it as a stepping stone then, and that's what Declan Rice did. Um, I think it's a little bit different. Like, you know, Callum Robinson played England underage as well. Um, but then... You know, and England weren't probably knocking down the door for him, but then he chose to play for Ireland. I don't think he's ever let us down. No, he sees himself very much as Irish now. Um, and you go back in the history of our our proud nation and and players who were recruited by Jack, um, qualified for other countries, but he got them in the door and they've done a brilliant job for us. Some of the biggest legends in Irish football who are on our backdrop and and everything like that. They're like we're born in England or born in Scotland and scored incredible, valuable goals for us to um yeah so a lot of people probably don't know that uh, born, born in london <laughs> yeah just, yeah uh, um so you've got to remember that and, that and that's the context of it so i wouldn't be dismissive if someone just they're born in england or played england no of course not i'm just not comfortable with the context of this that it, it seems to be oh like the question oh i'm not really good enough for england that seems to be the context of that that kind of interview with with the athletics there that Oh yeah. Well, yeah, like do you, like the question it seems to me as if it was oh and you're so you're at QPR now are you gonna are you are you looking to kind of get more who 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 are you gonna play for internationally and like you've played and it, he's there saying well actually I I don't really think I'm good enough for England but I can also qualify for, for yeah. Ireland and that's just a abuse of the rules. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't have an issue with any any English born you know guys wanting to play for Ireland. If that was the case, Martin, we wouldn't let you near the podcast, but. Um... <laughs> Um, no, nah, I mean, what's the bit? What's the thing? Uh, nationalization is that it? Is that the thing when you're um, in your natural when you've been, like, na naturalization? Yeah. yeah, so you, yeah. you'll be four you'll years, up, you'll be heading up to Wembley soon. Will you? Four years, four years, I'll get my uh, fucking, yeah. I'll be throwing this. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, listen, absolutely. I mean, look at Trevor Sinclair, only discovered he, he yeah. discovered his Irish roots after his playing career finished. Um, so yeah, so, some lads do get it. They, you know, and I, I have come across a lot of look, I've come across a lot of English born, obviously, yourself included. That, like, no, I'm Irish, you know, no, no, not players, but, but they just they do identify. I know some people back in Ireland might struggle, you know, might struggle to get their heads wrapped around that, and they understand that, you know. But you do get English born, you go to Ireland trips, and you'll get people from all over with English accents, but they go to all the Ireland matches to the away trips, you know, from, not just from London, from every part of, yeah. of England, you know, as well, and Scotland and Wales. So I don't get, I just think the way he's gone about it, I think he's probably been a bit too honest. And I know I'm going to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth there, but I just think he's been too honest about it. I don't think what he's doing is any different from what other players have done, but they've just gone about it in a more discreet way. So he's probably shot himself in the foot there. But yeah, is he, is he going to doing that to kind of let it be known that I'm, I qualify for Ireland to so come looking at me basically. Is it that? Because we surely not know. The best way to do it. No, it's not. No. And I think that you can do yeah. that like quietly behind the scenes of, by the way, I'm interested in this. Come and look, look at me and, that could be a private conversation, basically. 
that. You don't need to do that. I totally agree there. Let's have a little look at some of the comments there and we'll move it on. Uh, Declan Finnegan, the ma- he answered the question. Declan is always, uh, hope you're doing well. Made his debut with QPR on Saturday against Crawley Town. Played first half and have to say he looked far more impressive than Jimmy Dunn, uh, who replaced him in the second half. So there you go, some food ah, for thought. Can. But then here's, an, here's the other side of the coin here from Daryl O'Connor watching on YouTube. We have an, we have abundant, abund, uh, an abundance of good uh, centre-backs. I wouldn't be chasing Jake anyway. That is true. I mean, it's the one position where we, we, we yeah, have a I, see, I, I, I get that point that we don't need, but like, I think if if you, yeah, we don't necessarily have to chase this guy, but I think it, if we were going to rule him out because it's a case of, oh, he quali- he's, he's saying that I qualify and stuff, we, we could have another, we could have a player who qualifies and if he's not even looked at and he kind of wants to be looked at and, and he's, a, he's in a, pl- a position that we actually do need like, a bit of quality, um, then you know, we don't want to kind of rule out anyone off those kind of grounds just because, oh, well, he used to play for England and stuff and, and, and things like that. I, I'd be yeah, I mean, very hesitant to do that. No, of course. You don't, you know, we don't yeah. have an abundance of, of talent overall, but we do have an amazing centre-back. Like, it's probably one of the strongest uh, grouping of centre-backs that we've had probably in a, gen- in a couple of generations. Uh, Graham Farrell, in my opinion, if you play for the under-21s, you're basically stuck playing for that nation. Unfortunately, FIFA have rules in place that you can play 21s and go to another nation. Don't get me wrong. He's a decent player, but don't come here and start saying stuff about, I qualify and want to play for Ireland. Same with Dara Burns with Pats. He played for two years for Northern Ireland underage and now come back has come back to us. Um, just for any of the younger viewers, that actually used to be the rule back in the 80s that if you play for the under-21s, you played, that was it, you were tied to that uh, nationality for the rest of your career. Yeah. yeah there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, these these rules have flip-flopped a lot, haven't they, as well? I mean, interestingly, like, we've got players who played and have senior capped friendlies for Ireland, and all right, they might be a bit older now, but, you know, they could technically declare for another nation. So, so for example, Killian Sheridan has only played three senior times for Ireland at friendly games so he could technically move to another country if he qualified and do that because you know i remember a few years ago a lot of late players came late to like gibraltar mysteriously has <laughs> that passion to play for gibraltar in world cup qualifiers and euro qualifiers yeah so because they qualified obviously so um yeah it is an interesting one i mean i, I think if you get a senior cap i think you should be now that again yeah like, that's a great point saying under 21s senior cap i think is is it even now. in a friendly, even, even yeah. I mean, one. look, we got the thing with other Femi, didn't we? That you know, I think yeah. they've even changed the rules recently. If you get capped, for example, that's like capping a senior player at 17 and then he might not make it and he's stuck with you forever. Whereas that would be wrong if you were manipulating that rule to do that. And I think there should be something to protect young players if you for that situation, for example, cap a 17 year old to just have him and he can't move. And then you don't play him again until 25 and he could actually play and not have, have an international career with someone else. I think that would be wrong. So I think there should be some protection for young players up to 21, basically. Okay. We'll uh, have a look at some of the comments there and then we'll move it on. Um, Jerry Murray, if they're good enough taken, we'll give, <laughs> we'll give England the Dan <laughs> Hendrick for him. And he continues, if his granny's fanny's from Ireland, he's Irish. Uh, that's one way of putting it. Um, Irish football blog, welcome watching us on YouTube. Said when Ireland beat New Zealand, could you imagine the team we could feel if the rules were similar to the rugby? Fafana, St. Maximum, Tony, Angelina, and Juan Pesaka straight into the squad. And then uh, just a final word on a grain file. Yeah, even if friendlies, Mark is right. It's crazy what's going on. Makes a joke of international football. Well, there you go, Mark. You're. Uh, spot on there um right let's have a little oh yeah actually before we move on just a little mention um oh yes always good to beat them always good to beat that (laughs) lot across the water well done to the republic of ireland fans beating the english on foreign soil um in the jack charton memorial cup so well done to those lads there I say that was a hell of a piss up afterwards. Right, let's have a little look. Uh, we're coming to the end of it. We're going over a little bit, but we won't keep you guys for too much longer. Uh, we're going to have a little look at the social media watch. We don't have much because, you know, Mark over there decided not to, <laughs> you know, he saw these great things on Twitter and said, no, I won't share that with Dave. 
fucking thanks for that. <laughs> so, here we are, social media watch. We're gonna we're gonna just go on to well, this made me chuckle, right? So Jason McAteer, good old Triggs, was going through uh I think it was Bangkok actually. As part of a legends tour. <laughs> right? Ironic, yeah. Um I think it was back anyway. I, I don't want to put it up just yet, but anyway, he was going through and he found a mural on the wall. So here look. In Thailand, yeah. <laughs> so he found someone he painted a picture of him on the wall. Now I know there's a few people that look like to have him up against the wall, Roy Keane. Uh not that way. But uh, Roy Keane would love to have him lining up against the wall, I'm sure. Uh but there you are. Uh Jason McAteer, Fowler, Hippia, Garcia, and I think that's Jose Enrique. Jesus Christ, like Jesus why not just have Christ. fucking Stig Bjornaby and uh <laughs> that's what the legends who are playing in this thing, is it? Is that the legend team is playing in this thing? It could be, yeah. It's gotta be bullshit, isn't it? It's gotta be bollocks. Has to be. <laughs> Has to be. I don't want to live in a world where Jason McAteer is on a fucking wall in Thailand. I, I don't know why. It just winds me up. Jesus. Um yeah, and <laughs> sorry to say. I'll explain afterwards. Um anyway, right, so we're gonna move it on. Um we're coming we're coming to the end. Martin. Right. So it's all emotional, I know. We're coming to the end of the show. We're going to have um, a little look on this week back in the day. I'm not even going to do the intro because it is, um, well, remembering the legendary Jack Charlton, who unfortunately died two years ago to the day yesterday. So second anniversary, Martin, um, of the legendary Big Jack. So we have a fantastic clip of Jack at his best after Ireland lose to Wales. In the RDS. Well, it's still a magnificent record you have, Jack, but I'm sorry I'm not able to congratulate you today. Can't hear you for that lot up there. Well, it's probably just as well because I was. Shut up. Just shut up. Be quiet. Congratulating Jack is not what we can do this afternoon. But that's Jack, as you can hear, trying to keep the crowd quiet. I can't hear anything you're saying for them. Shut up a minute. Be quiet. Well, what do you make of that match? I wasn't happy. We, we looked at a lot of different things in my game. We looked to play people in different positions. We, we, we played on a strange pitch. Wales did unto us what we've been doing unto other people for three years. The closest down wouldn't let us play. Played the ball in behind us and they made us work hard and we didn't work hard enough. And uh, on the day, they deserve to win the game. I mean, we can go. I actually, I love Jack and that's what I loved about him. He just didn't care. Yeah. Uh, my my mom watch. I missed that match. I didn't know it was on. It was, it was against Wales. I think we lost one nil. And my mom was like, Oh, you know, we lost. Like, oh, did we? She's like, Oh, Jack was going mad at the crowd and everything. I never, until I saw it on Killian Men to the, uh, on Twitter, best, best uh, Twitter channel out there. And I was like, oh my God, I finally found it. So, uh, yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. Was that the RDS, was it? Yeah. That was at the RDS. Yeah. Probably Rugby International, something going on there. Yeah. But um, it's mad as it is. I think I was just thinking, because uh, I recognized obviously the stand in the background and then barriers and stuff. It's mad. Like 2010, I think we last played there, RDS, Algeria. I think that was uh, a World yeah. Cup. Yeah. Yep. It uh, was. It was because we played in the august the opening of the aviva against argentina and then we played against algeria and another team did we did we go down to um tom and park i think as well around that time as well that's right australia and that's South Africa. i think we lost to australia 3-0 yeah. and then beat yeah. south africa 3-0 but anyway um yeah. that's all we have time for this week we're going to have a little look through the comments just kind of quick fire through those and then we're going to leave you for another week so let's get into it. Daryl O'Connor, only good part of Monday. The story, that's absolutely Daryl. Uh, Kieran, that's what's the crack with the tiny transfer fees for League of Ireland players. Mandrew was peanuts, Seamus Coleman, stuff. Maybe Nathan Collins will put an end to it. Away to Jason Umbro. Hashtag go on Adidas. Um, Kieran, I hope you're enjoying those stickers that we sent over to you. Oh, and by the way, speaking of which, if you want your stickers, your Green Machine stickers, so you can plaster them all over the place, we'll plead ignorance um <laughs> just just send us a private message we are going to set up a google form and you can fill it out and i know i've been saying this all week but we're going to do it tomorrow i'm going to put a link out there and you can fill it out and we'll send you off a load of uh stickers martin has moved into stickers as well as tickets. yeah 
And we will have a prize for the best place where they are displayed with a photograph. Prize for the best place, we will have absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Get imaginative, absolutely. get creative. Absolutely. Yeah. No nudes, no nudity ones. Well, unless David wants them sent private. Private messages, you have my DM. <laughs> right. Just, Jesus. just saying, yeah. <laughs> that was actually suggested, wasn't it? We recently suggested that on a photo that we'd been sent by Nick on his holiday. We said, oh, make Jesus, sure yeah. you go and put two stickers there. <laughs> Was enough four? One for oh, no. <laughs> he's not yeah, watching yeah, this. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. You see what happens when the moral compass of the podcast is not on. <laughs> it goes to shit. To Jordan Henderson. Uh, and go on the stickers. Well, good man. Paul Cullerton on YouTube. Will someone be the perfect lump for the upcoming season for Fry Pirate? I think so. It's championship. Yeah. Nice one, Paul. I uh, hope you're looking forward to uh, Sunday, Paul, up in Croke Park. Good we... Kenny man, that man. I think he asked you about that there later on. Dennis Grinnell, oh. uh, love the show, gents. But I have to listen to that later date for your podcast. No problem. And speaking of which, if you want to watch the podcast version of this, please, you can go onto the Facebook page, forward slash the GM podcast, or you can go to the website where our archive, our entire archive is, as greenmachinepodcast.com. That is greenmachinepodcast.com where we've actually just recently finished up our 2002 20th anniversary series, Nick's Love Child, which he's not on to tell you about, but he loves it, and it's on there. If you want to listen to Nick opining and absolutely wanking all over the 2002 World Cup, that's where it is. Get that image in your head. I I only grimace at some of your language, David, because I get told off by my mum. (laughs) <laughs> for your for your utter filth um, and i do say to her it is after the watershed mum and it that's is just after david. watershed and <laughs> i think you've met i don't know if you've met david but you probably will never be allowed to <laughs> i actually have met your mum you have yeah. in ireland and you said that's the one that swears a lot thank you oh yeah, yeah yeah and she did and tell you off downhill for that <laughs> she told you off yeah Daniel. Just on that photo of the 2002 World Cup, I know we're running over time a little bit, but uh, we haven't given a mention Stephen Reid leaving Nottingham Forest. Yes, um, he did. I know he started the Stephen Reid Academy, and I think it was more like sports psychology, that sort of thing. And he has cited his own mental health issues uh, over his playing career. So best of luck to him. Yeah. I don't think he'd be coming to Ireland. Not that he's not good. I just think he wants to go down a different path, really, doesn't he? I think it's obviously... Yeah, I, I think we'd be a bit... I think Kenny should definitely have a conversation with him, though, because it could suit him coming in and out of there. You think of the likes of uh, David Ford who comes in for the psychology yeah. stuff. Um, I think that's very important when you've got to channel the player's attention in three to four days over a camp of making sure their mindset's right. I think he can bring up something else. And I think it's a good idea. I think a good article, actually, wasn't there recently about the departure of John Eustace? Yep, uh, uh, it was on there. And you shared that. Yeah, and so, somebody had a go at me. Um, I have my own oh. troll. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. you have on there. But had to go missing because we had two good results with the Ireland team. So buried her head in the sand, then came back and then started saying, Oh, I'm surprised you didn't blame that on John Delaney. Thinks uh, yeah, thinks I'm picking on John Delaney. She right. <laughs> doesn't like Stephen Kenny, but thinks John Delaney sound. Right. There you are. <laughs> Christ. Uh, Paul Collerton, is Bronny really good move? Josh Khan, a bit of a sideways move. Uh, yeah, uh, I, think, I think it's I think it's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Paul Collerton, uh, surely if Gavin Kilkenny's playing week in, week out in the Championship for Stoke, he's surely ahead of Derby County's Conor Harrahan and Stephen Kenny's plans. 100%. Nothing against Conor Harrahan, but I think his days in green are over. Uh, Jerry Murray, uh, the Wolves fans are holding their AGM in the phone box later. <laughs> um, quick message for yourself. Paul Cullison, where will Martin be watching our beloved Kilkenny this weekend's All-Ireland Harland final? And have we any chance of upsetting the odds of beating Limerick to claim another All-Ireland? Yeah, we have. Yeah, I'm going to be confident. I'm actually going to be confident on this. I think it's destiny. I think it's going to be that Brian Cody will win the All-Ireland and then leave Kilkenny uh, as a champion once again um and tj reed i think are putting an amazing performance but where am i watching it sadly i'm not able to get over and it's gotten that i'm not um just I, I didn't even loop i lost complete track of the dates to be honest and i've got something else on a family thing that i can't get over but yeah all the family going up and looking forward to it so yeah i watch on the tv actually I, as again i've said i'm getting a bit older now 
right? And I've been to many All-Irelands over the years and I've seen Man United win trebles and things like that, Dave. And I just, I think there's an awful lot to be said for watching things on the TV, like sport. You get so much great kind of, the commentary and everything like that is, has being your, at the game, you miss an awful lot, don't you? Has your, has your wife, like, finally... No, no. <laughs> is, is this your coming to terms with it? That Mrs. Martin no. Prendergast has said, no, that's it, Martin, you're not coming to no. anymore. You can look at my crazy. tweet to my wife yesterday at Prendy M. I don't know if you've seen um, hmm. yesterday my interaction. Hmm. She's not very on, on, on Twitter much, but um, the thing about the Wimbledon final when Kyrgios called out the, the woman who was distracted uh, during the game. Said, your wife, was it? Seven, well, I actually said, just to confirm, she's with me, she's not at Wimbledon. 700 drinks because <laughs> she was not pleased. I thought that was rich uh, from him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, jo join us next week anyway for uh, Martin Talks GAA on the Green Machine podcast. That's it. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Graham Farrell, uh, what do you think of McGoldrick and Harahan going to Derby? Think they're good signings, McGoldrick especially. Good for Derby. <laughs> good for the players. Good for the players as well. They're, they're good moves yeah. at their ages. They're going to get, they're still on decent wages, a lot of them. Um, they'll get football there. Look, they, these lads come to the end of their careers. Um, it's an interesting one. I think it just shows us what honest pros our Irish lads are. They're all sound lads. You think if I think Clark, because it's Sheffield United, isn't it? He's gone to, yeah, yes, yeah. So, like the, the manager of Sheffield United, when he's recruiting and bringing in a player, he's going to be chatting to lads who know him from an international squad. And John Egan's going to be saying, Yeah, he's a really good lad, bring him in. You've got this is what you're going to get from him. Yep. We were a very close-knit little group, our Irish lads, to be fair. And I think they're looking after each other there. And the Derby one's a weird one, isn't it? We've got a couple of lads going out the door. Even Collins going from Burnley and Josh Cullen coming in. These clubs do trust our Irish lads, really, which is good yeah. to see. Unfortunately, they're fucking way down the food chain. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Val Maguire, who's joined us a bit late. Val, how are you doing? It's rumoured that Nathan Thompson is going to Wolves. It is indeed, Val. I know you probably missed the first part when we were talking about it, but you can go back and have a look at it. It looks like it's a pretty done deal, about 20, 20 and a half million pounds. Um, going on further on a bit. Do... Um, I think it was. A, I saw a couple of comments there actually about the 12th of July. I don't know if they've been. Oh, Jesus. They've been removed. I just wanted to push the envelope a little bit more. Um, but yeah, uh, we got a couple. Of, oh, what's wrong, McAteer? Ah, nothing, Graham. He's a good lad. It's just, you know, he's not a Liverpool legend, let's be honest. He's an Ireland legend for getting that goal against Holland and annoying Roy. If you annoy Roy Keane, you're good in my books. He's a good lad. Isn't that right? No, no, no. We'll get Martin off on a tangent. Right. Terry Murray, good night, lads. Bring this here. I'm now off to watch Pornhub. Hope it's exciting <laughs> as you said. I assure you, Jerry, it's not. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Greg Foley, how you doing, Greg? Did he wait for B Ooh. course in Athlone in 2011? McAteer McManaman were in it. Jay was a bit of <laughs> Jay was a bit of a gobshade. Stephen Mack was class, really nice lad. Zero interest in coaching, just came for the crack. That was the time that Barnes McAteer took over a tram here. They got sacked a few months later. I'll never forget watching yeah. that with my mate Frank on Sky Sports News. Brilliant. And he, he just turns around and goes, God help them. Jeez. <laughs> and, they're trying to, and they're trying to put the bike into the car and they got sacked. One of them had had a bike, didn't it? And they were that's yeah. so comical that was. I have heard as well, like my Ma I, I've heard of Ma oh, no, I'm not being anti-Liverpool here. I've heard that Manaman apparently is really sound. I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, he seems like down to earth lad. Shame he fucked off to Real Madrid when you know for a free. But anyway, and won two Champions League. Yeah, scored in the final. Absolutely, Graham Farrell. I love the team spirit we've always seemed to have throughout the years. Absolutely, and Graham Farrell, the last one. Yeah, Dave, big time. Roy Keane is a tool. God, get that man a sticker. Right, announce our special guest for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Graham. Uh, right, we're going to leave it there, guys. Thank you very much for joining us, Martin. Thank you for joining us too. No worries. Um, as always, a pleasure. We'll be back next Monday uh, with the latest news, of course. If you want to get the podcast version of this, pop over to our website, greenmachinepodcast.com. That will become available and it'll be uploaded after the show. Um, also, uh, Irish Football Vlogs have a lovely little podcast over on their own little channel. Sorry, not little channel. That sounds so demeaning, doesn't it? Uh, Pellcast. Have a listen to Pellcast over there on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And give those guys a hello. Very supportive of us, actually, Pellcast. Always yeah. mention us on Twitter. So we do appreciate that. They're good guys. And you know what? That's the way it is, lads. There's plenty of room for all of us. 
out there with Irish football. So much ground to cover when it comes to Irish football. So we always like to give everyone a helping hand. So give those guys a follow. They're good lads. Right, we're going to leave it there. Um, thanks, Martin, again. Thank you all for joining us. We wish you, a, hopefully, you get some sleep tonight. I'm not going to get any sleep tonight because it's boiling, and I think this thing has melted into my ears. Anyway, we'll leave it there, guys. Uh, good night. God bless, and we'll catch you next Monday. All right.